But I've always been told, I mean, granted, yeah. I'm on my third one now, or getting ready to be on my third one, so I'm pretty much at the point of, you know... Getting ready? Is this... You well, not yet. Not, no, nothing yet, but I know it's eventually going to happen. You're taking so I'm just, slow. I'm already just, just predisposed to remembering it. So, you know, each time I did it previously, <laughs> I asked. So I'm going to do it again. Well, I'm so. old, so remember, yeah. I did ask. Yeah, so see, that's so. that's how it's supposed to be. Mark Callan's here from Eastern Maine Sports. What, uh, what, any, anything, uh, I, can we just not allow Bob, Be- can we, can Bob Beatham give us five games or like a week where he's just 0-8 and then allow us to catch him in the Eastern Maine sports picks? Like, I feel like you really need to handicap the field at this point. Well, he gave us a head start. I, he did, and we could not keep up with it. Like, I was trying to keep pace, and last week just threw me off so badly. I know I'm not going to make it up the rest of the year unless I go, like, perfect for the next three weeks. And, uh, he went, he went, uh... You, uh, ten and zero this week. It's ridiculous, Mark. It's ridiculous. You went ten and zero this week. And really? Yeah. It's just I, I was seven and one going into Saturday and feeling good. I'm like I, I should split. I'll be eight and two. I'll feel okay. Nope. Seven and three. I lost because uh, Winslow lost to Lawrence. So. Oh, that's right. Apparently that was that was something that was something else. Uh, I, mean, I, thought I, was, I was seven and one too going into Saturday. Then I ended up seven and three. So. See, okay. So you and I were on the same side of, of both of them then. That's yeah. Just... So I picked. Uh, I picked. Uh, I picked Winslow and uh, and Gardner. Gardner got blown out. I know. Winslow and Lawrence was the game of the day. I, I figured it would be. We we had it nineteen two. I thought it was you know I thought it would be a kind of a toss up. Lawrence was one and three, but I mean, they played some tough class B teams and, and going into that. That uh, I was really surprised by that Gorham game. I it, not because I don't think Freiburg's good, but typically that's the sort of game that Freiburg. Um, yeah, yeah, against Gardner. Well, and, and even uh, this one was in Freiburg. Um, even at Freiburg, I, I wouldn't consider them to have no. the greatest home field advantage. I mean, the home field advantage comes from the travel to Freiburg, but the actual, like, the field itself is not some loud, studious bowl of something. You know what I mean? It's like here's some bleachers, here's another bleacher. You got to broadcast from outside and run the power from your from your booth out. So yeah, it's not. It, 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 it's just it's a nice field it's a nice place it's a nice location but i don't think it's any sort of big home field advantage but you know they really uh they did their thing the other night so good, good. yeah it was uh, it was uh, up here it was a lot of uh a lot of good individual performances up here uh had uh, a few of them uh, in the bucksport man awkward game uh kata tomasoff uh went off he got like five touchdowns over over almost 300 total yards alex brown Proof for four and ran for one for Matt Nockook or something like that. And then Riley Gear, I don't know if you guys have been following what he's been doing, a sophomore quarterback for Coney, but I mean, he threw for uh, like close to 300 yards and four touchdowns. He only played a half. And he's won our athlete the week twice uh, during the month of September. And and he's just it's quite, a, quite a start to his, uh, his career there. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good setup. For Coach Lippert, right there, definitely yeah. sophomore quarterback. Because that's, it seems to me like a lot of these guys really start to get good about junior year. So you have one good year where they one know the system, two can use the system and and utilize the system properly, and three usually have some talent around them. You know what I mean? Because at that time, senior year, it's kind of it's almost like you're bracing for that one year. In this situation, as a sophomore, he's already going to know that system next year, and he's going to be good. You know, he's going to be just fine as a senior as well. So, you know, barring health stuff, Coney is set at the quarterback f- position. You know, for the next two and a half years, which I think there's a lot of teams out there that would switch places with them right now. Yeah, no doubt. It wouldn't really, it really wouldn't surprise anybody if they won this year. <laughs> you know, I mean, if they. You know, there's a kind of a toss-up there in, in D, but 
the way they're putting up points, and um, their defense isn't all that bad either. And, and uh, it wouldn't really surprise anybody if they ended up representing Northern Maine in class base. Talking with Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports. Do you draw anything out of the weekend series, uh, Yankees-Red Sox? You know, two out of three. It, some people were bellyaching over the weekend. I know it's so weird that the Boston media would be bellyaching about anything, uh, that they weren't playing all that great last week and yada, yada, yada. Of course, they're not going to play now till Friday, which is a pretty long break. That's a big time to hit a reset button there. Any concerns or anything that you saw in the last week that, that no, maybe came up and surprised really, you? Nothing, or No, nothing really changed. I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, people make a big deal about, like, Friday. Some people are on Saturday. You know, I don't think any of that was a big deal. It's good they kind of, I mean, obviously they're facing the Yankees minor leaguers, but it's good they came out kind of focused Sunday and kind of looked like they, you know, you know they didn't lose four in a row all year. So that, that was that was something that's good they didn't do that and go into the playoffs on a positive note. But now you can't really take much of that. You know, as far as the last week's been kind of like the last week before Myers. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can only take so much. I think... It'd be interesting to see who's on the uh, both the playoff roster, though, because uh, Workman, I think, should be on it over Kelly, but both struggled this weekend. So I, I don't know uh, which one of them will be on it or Henry or what. I mean, that, that last spot probably is not going to be, obviously, a, a big plus for the team, whatever way they go. But, I mean, for the most part, the guys are going to make the playoff roster have been doing okay, you know, for in the bullpen. And it's just... It's kind of like the last week, too. It was kind of like, oh, let's get to the playoffs, you know? But finally there. Patriots, uh, speaking of finally there, the Patriots actually showed up yesterday, which was really kind of a nice nice deal. I assume you've got to watch uh, enough of the game. Isn't it nice that we can still rely on the Dolphins to come up here and lay an egg in the early season to just get the season righted again? Yeah, it's it's good that that it was at Foxborough and... You know, get the Patriots back on track, and obviously they're still the kings of that division, and, and they will be until number twelve, and, and Bill Belichick leaves. So that you know, that's, it was you know, when you have Tom Brady, and then you have the other quarterbacks in that division. It's hard to imagine anybody else, <laughs> you know, winning until that that evens out a little bit. You know, and, and it they just crushed him. It's always Dolphins should be a little bit embarrassed, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, just I mean, they come in three and zero, and they look like that, but. I mean, the schedule was kind of weak. They beat Tennessee, right? But other than that, their schedule really wasn't anything special coming in, beating the Raiders and, and stuff. So, I mean, I think the Dolphins are a little bit overrated. I mean, coming coming in, people thought they were you know, going to contend. I, I don't think so. But, I mean, it was a big game for the Patriots, though. I mean, they got three games, three games down, and, you know, even in that division, uh, wouldn't really be great with the schedule they have coming up. Talking about Mark Allen from Eastern Maine Sports. You uh, players of the week this week uh, nominations and stuff like that. How does that whole thing go? Well, we um, well, we do the athlete of the week every every week, and um, where get nominations. Um, I get them from you know games I've I've seen or staff I've seen. Plus, coaches send them in. Uh, uh, parents send them in, which sometimes can get you know they can. I sometimes need to verify those stats, but um, you know the parents send them in, community members send them in. Get them from get them from all all over. We you know then. That's kind of been one of the most popular things to do. Something I started last year was the uh, Athlete of the Month, which voting for September is up there now. And what we do is we take the Athlete of the Week from September, um, a lot of the runner up, runners up and other people that have been nominated over the month and, and put them in for got, uh, 15, 15 student athletes in there right now. So it's, been, it's been really a boom in the first, uh, you know, just uh, voting started last night at 9 and goes till next Sunday. And it's, uh, you know, pe- people love that stuff and, uh, you know, it's good to get the kids recognized. 
Talk with Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports. You uh, you going to the main game on Saturday? Uh, no, Chris is. Chris is. Uh, okay, Chris, good. Chris is. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, that, that should be a big one, huh? That is a big one for them. I mean, they looked gassed after after the game uh, on, on Saturday. And, you know, Coach Harasimiak was, was pretty mad, I think, with the um, – I, I think he was pretty mad with what he, he perceived was the effort or maybe them coming out flat. And and maybe that was his way of deflecting from it. But I, I just thought they looked exhausted. I mean, I, it, you can't... You three have road to, games in a row. Well, and it's not just the three road games in a row. It's leading off the year with such an emotional win at UNH. And then you turn around the next week, you go to Western Kentucky, yet another emotional win. You start the year off 2-0, and and then you take a week off to kind of rest up and get recuperated, and you go to Central Michigan, you lose your starting quarterback on the first play. So now all of a sudden your 2-0 and season with your starting quarterback becomes 2-1 and because you kind of had to bring your, your, your redshirt freshman quarterback into that game. Uh, and, and as he said, they can't run... On, on third and short, fourth and short right now. They can't get anything going. They got stuffed at the goal line against Central Michigan. Uh, they had a fourth down that was key early in the first half against Yale where they got shut down. And a lot of that is just is playing on on blocking. And also, as he mentioned, you lose Jefferson on Saturday and you got to run with Joe Fitzpatrick. You know, Joe Fitzpatrick's a, a good running back, but he can't be running 25, 30 times against Yale. You know what I mean? He's going to get a little bit tired. So you need to have somebody else back there. So they had to go with a true freshman in Sanders, who they didn't even bring in a little bit till later. They were utilizing Ernest Edwards as part of the offense, kind of like the way the, the Cowboys utilized Tavon Austin or something. You know what I mean? There was there was a little bit of creativity. Robinson did a good job on some of the big pass plays, but he missed Edwards wide open in the end zone. They were down 21, I think, I think they were down 21 to 14, and Maine gets the turnover. Rawlings, uh, Kurt Rawlings, who's the quarterback of Yale, had had a terrible. It was a, it was one of those push throws. Luckily, you people are on camera, so when I do this hand stuff now, you can see it. He does one of those Brett Favre push throws, like a shovel pass he threw up in the air, and it just kind of fluttered like a knuckleball, like a Stephen Wright, Tim Wakefield sort of deal. Maine caught it and ran it back. Their best shot at scoring on that drive would have been scoring on the play itself, and I think that would have changed things. Instead. Uh, Robinson wasn't able to get anything going. He lost yardage on a run on second down. I, the footing at Yale was terrible. That is the worst field I have ever been on. A Division One, a Division One college field. Um, that was that was uh, that was akin to uh, stepping foot on the old Cameron Stadium after it rained uh, on the old Cameron Stadium field when it rained. You know the old tur- You know you got the turf marks and the and the spike marks from like three weeks ago. From a game, you know what I mean. The, it, the, the I talked to one of the field people when I got on the field. He goes, well, well, you know, we got about eight inches of rain on Tuesday, so uh, that's that. So that helped it quite a bit. That was nice. So that slows down their speed. I think Maine had more speed than Yale, but the conditions on the field uh, kind of helped uh, physicality and power. And Yale was able to to kind of out physical and and out muscle the University of Maine, who again, I think, was zapped three road games in a row, regardless of that bye week in between, you know, turning around from Central Michigan to Maine is a little bit too much. I hope the athletic department next year uh, works on the schedule a little bit so that they're not uh, beat up so top-heavy because the other problem with that is even though you get a bunch of money for playing these schools, you can't be losing five players a game to injury yeah. because now, now you get into conference play this week against Villanova and you don't know who's starting at running back. You don't know who's starting at cornerback and there's a couple other guys that are out too. Yeah, do you think if if Ferguson, I don't know how long, I don't know how long Ferguson's gonna be out, but you think if he's out a while, they could 
I know heard him in out of the areas, but move that move the tight end back to quarterback there. I mean, I he. You know what, Mark? It's a really funny thing that you mentioned that because that was a question that was asked up in the press box among folks that cover the team on a regular basis. And he has been very, uh, Coach Harris-Simonak, been very resistant moving Belcher back. Now, when Belcher was in the, um, when the post-game press conference the other day, I tried to ask him, you know, hey, when you go from tight end into playing Wildcat quarterback, which he did a little bit of in that game, I think he took two or three snaps at quarterback. Robinson had to leave the field once because a helmet got knocked off, and that's the rule. Um, and then there was something else going on. But um, he, he ran the Wildcat a couple of times like that. I'm like, hey, can you see anything different? You know, does that affect your vision when you're, you know, out in one place and then you can play? He's like, yeah, not really. You know, he didn't, he didn't really take the bait on it. Um, a lot of people thought he was accurate. He was probably the best way to go. But for some reason, they've decided that Drew Belcher is going to go the way of Mike Brusco. And, and he is, you know, he's not going to be the quarterback anymore. He's going to be the H-back and they're going to line him up in a couple of different spots. He's a good athlete. He can certainly do it. But, you know, there's something about Isaiah Robinson that they must like better from what it seems. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, one of the things that I didn't get a chance to see a lot of it, but Chris did. Chris watched the whole thing, and he just, he just felt like that, uh, you know, Robinson isn't ready, and Belcher has experience at that level, and it might, might be the better choice at this point. But well, it doesn't look like they were going to go that way. No, it doesn't. I, and you know, I don't know. I don't know how long Ferguson is out for. I would not be shocked if he came back this week. Because apparently the injury wasn't as bad as they thought. They did think he was going to be a, he was going to be a game time decision for Saturday. Now I don't know if that was BS uh, pitter pattering around trying to get Yale to you know game plan differently or not. But I I think he could he could conceivably be back this week. If not, I I wouldn't be shocked if he was back in in, in two weeks uh, when they hit the road and hit Rhode Island. Which by the way you know this this game against Villanova on Saturday is huge. But the game against Rhode Island. Rhode Island sitting at the top of the conference right now in the CAA. That's going to be a big time. That's going to be a big time game for the conference uh, in two weeks. So, Black Bears don't have a bye week to get ready for this conference schedule, and uh, it, it's you're going to see the results on on Saturday. See how things go, and you hope their promising season that started off so well doesn't get derailed because of some scheduling issues. Yeah, and you're right. Hopefully, they go through that next year and uh, you know change that. But it doesn't help them right now. And it's, no, uh, they they can't go. They can't. They can't go two here the next two weeks because it'll be over. All right, so uh, today uh, we got two um, uh, game one sixty threes, which I, I think is it. great. The only thing I don't like about it is one of these, te- all four of these teams are going to the playoffs. Okay, all this is is to decide seating. What I was hoping this would be is one of these teams has to go home at the end of the day, but that's not the case. So basically, what's going to happen? Is, uh, See, and that's the thing too. Like uh, Oakland's already talking about on Wednesday. You know, on Wednesday they're running the bullpen out there. That's Who it's the full. Who the I saw that. Uh, they have not announced yet. I have read articles about Severino. Um, frankly, I would like. I I don't think you start Severino. I think you bring Severino out of the bullpen if you're going to pitch him at all. I think um, they use everybody. 
There was also you know, talk. Yeah, I, th- there, everybody get him tied for Friday. Here yeah, I know. Yeah, you want go. you want that's what Alex Cora said on his interview uh, last week on on uh, down in Boston. It was yeah. I just want them to pitch everybody. I want them to go like twenty three innings. Like that'd be great. Um, I there's also talk that they may start Hap because the way the day works out, it's a throw day for him anyways. So he's going to have about fifty pitches that he has to throw. Well, if it's his throw day. And you can get three, maybe four solid innings out of him before you turn it over to your bullpen or you turn it over to Lance Lynn. I doubt probably Lance Lynn. I'm guessing probably. My guess is you're probably going to go, if I was guessing, starter, Green, Robertson, Britton, Batances, Chapman, in whatever order that's going to go. I I think that'll be your... Friday, so it would be his regular day on Wednesday. That's right. Well, they well they had also said to do it similar to a throw day because they want him to be able to pitch in game. I think it was game two against the Red Sox, which would be on three days rest. Which would be Saturday. Which would be Saturday. But, uh, so, so do, you, do you trust uh, as a Yankee fan? Do you trust uh, Zach Britton because he looks awful? I, I do not trust Zach Britton right now at all. He's he got pitch ball. At he's all. got something wrong with him mechanically that I can't. I can't figure out what it is. And you know when he's going to figure it out? When he signs with the Pirates or the Cardinals this offseason, which is typically what happens. The Pirates and Cardinals sign these guys for discounts. And all of a sudden they bring him in. They're like, oh, hey, your left foot is swinging to the left about three degrees too much. Let's bring you in here and we'll fix this. And all of a sudden their spin rate, their velocity comes back. And it's like, oh, wow, Zach Britton's dominating again. What happened? I don't know if it's just film. I don't know what it is they do. There's something wrong with him mechanically. And I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't understand the, it. And this will be the time he's using a wildcat game. Of course. That, which is, this is yet, which is again, really exciting for yeah. me. I am yeah. sick of this anxiety of the wildcard game. I'm sick of it. Since like, it's been sick. three months. It's been four years of this damn wildcard game. Yeah. And I've watched these jackasses play in three of them. Like at some point. You have to take the games against the Orioles and the Rays and the Blue Jays as seriously as you take the games against the Red Sox. I mean, they they finished like 10 games over 500 against the American League East this year. That sucks. What are you talking about? Yeah, you can't, that's, the, yeah that's, the, that's the difference in the division. It was 100, they lost to the Orioles nine times this year. I think the Orioles won, what, 45 games or something? 40 Get games? That, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 Craig Kimball had all Saves they had wins, yeah. That is that's ridiculous. Well, th- that used to be the Yankee formula: beat up on those beat weak up, teams. Well, but but back in the old days, with the others, yeah. See, back in the old days, you got an even amount of Kansas City on the road. You got an even amount of the of the dubby teams at the time on the road because Kansas City through the nineties and in early two thousands was was a pretty was a pretty easy trip. Uh, twins were always good, but they were always beatable. Mariners were kind of down for a while. Oakland was always tough. Angels were tough, but. There were winnable games out there where you could just beat teams into submission, thirteen to five or whatever it was. Hell, you watched the Red Sox do it all year this year, did oh, yeah. you not? Oh yeah, all year this year, and well, that's, they own Baltimore, and they completely <laughs> own Baltimore. Like, yeah, just and they also earlier in the year before Tampa really got it going, they owned Tampa. There was a stretch where they won like eight in a row. The the Yankees lost seven in a row to Tampa at one point, or six in a row. They got swept uh, in three one games, uh, four game series. I think they lost every game by one run. I mean, yeah, that to so me is when you lose the division. Right. So the Red Sox went 16-3 against Baltimore. If the Yankees went 16-3 against Baltimore, it would have came down to the last weekend. It we yeah, absolutely right. would have. And by the way, we'd be looking at, <laughs> we'd be looking at a, a third game today um, between the Red Sox and Yankees, which could then preview possibly something that you would then see on Friday, depending. But instead, Crazy. you know, you've got, you've got Oakland 
and and the Yankees that are going to treat this wild card game like a freaking all star game, and guys are going to be out after three batters. So we'll see what happens, but I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. Um, in uh, I'm already you know I'm glad I got baseball today to tide me over because if not. You know, that would have been something. By the way, Miami and the Pirates, I think, have to were supposed to schedule to play a game today. They had to play it, or they were going to have to play it. What a great day to sneak that in, huh? Get that yeah, Miami really. Pirates game in. Maybe you know, if you're if the if the pressure is too much for you in the yeah. in the in the Brewers Cubs game, uh, just switch it over to Marlins Pirates. You know what I mean? You can just yeah. you can just slide two, right two triple A Ross. Completely. <laughs> Uh, Mark, yeah, I don't like uh, about this game one sixty three. The only thing I don't like, I, I understand it's part of the regular season, but they're playing with the forty minute roster to play with September. I mean, they should go to the twenty five. I don't like that they can bring in ten different pitches that they're not going to be on your playoff roster. You know, I, I, they shouldn't be able to do that. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I like the way they're going to do the. Um, oh, by the way, that Marlins Pirates game did get canceled. They're never going to make that. Finally, up. Thank the you. world does not need to see that. I guess that's too bad. I was in. I was really, yeah, I was really hoping for that Marlins Pirates game to be on. So yeah, uh, Brewers Cubs, one o five p.m. at Wrigley. Rockies Dodgers at uh, Dodger Stadium today at four o nine. Both of those games are on ESPN. Also Monday Night Football tonight on ESPN. If you can stand the announcers. Uh, Kansas City and Denver. Usually, usually something goes on shenanigan wise with those sorts of games. So, uh, Mark, uh, where are you planning on being this weekend? Well, I am going to be a Saturday. I'm going to be at the uh, Dexter Homecoming Day. We got uh, soccer in the morning. They play their rival here from up the street, uh, Central. Uh, should be actually good games. The girls' soccer team at Dexter is nine and The boys' soccer game was a real good game when they played the first time. First time, so it should be a good day. Um, football, I will check out a little bit. Um, it's, it's Dexter Orno. Um, you know, Orno is a struggling program right now, and uh, you know, I just hope they have enough players to, to make that game happen on, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, as I said, Chris will be. Chris, will, you're, you're going to be up there too, right? You mean? Uh, no, I will. I only cover them on the road. I figured what I would do in this situation, where you guys are right next door, I would just you know utilize your information as yeah. a part of that as coverage. And then yeah. when I'm on the road, like you guys could just grab mine, and then like oh, no. you're, yeah, oh, then no. that, that works great. And uh, Chris will be up there for that on Saturday afternoon, and uh, look forward to that. Uh, we'll have everybody out. Anthony will be out taking photos somewhere Friday night, probably, and uh, we'll have people out everywhere. But uh, busy weekend. Uh, a really busy Saturday, actually. Uh, Friday is not as many. Which will work out, especially if the Red Sox Yankees playing Friday night. But uh, um, uh, Saturday's really busy. A lot of a lot of games Saturday. Yeah, there really are. Um, and, and Friday night, we got four here uh, across the station. So we'll tell you more about those coming up. Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports. You can find him on Facebook, find him on Twitter, and find him online. Mark, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, you Take too. Take care. That's Mark Callan from Eastern Maine Sports here on the Beelist Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the MBR radio network on the new 105 Sports.